I'm Jocelyn K. Gly, and this is Hurry Slowly, a podcast about personal and collective transformation. Just a quick note about formatting as we get started. I thought that I would be bringing you an interview today, but because of a scheduling hiccup, I have reshuffled the episodes. So today I have another short personal reflection for you. And then next month in February, I'll be back with an in-depth interview with one of my favorite thinkers and speakers, someone whose work I have admired for a very long time. I also want to let you know that I have decided to reopen my Hi-Fi course for the new year. Hi-Fi is an immersive six-week journey that's all about reconnecting with your body, opening your heart, and bringing your intuition online. It's a community-minded program that is both practical and spiritual. I know that practical and spiritual are two words you don't hear together very often, but it's true. You can learn all about it at hi-fi-course.com, or you can just stay tuned until the end of this episode, where I'm going to share a little bit more about the course and about how it unfolds. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. As we move deeper into our exploration of this season's theme of coming home, I want to talk about the idea of honoring yourself. And maybe we can start simply by defining the word honor. Oxford Languages says that it means to regard with great respect or to fulfill or keep an agreement. So in this context, we are talking about regarding yourself with respect or fulfilling an agreement with yourself. To me, this is a really fundamental part of feeling at home with yourself, perhaps the most fundamental aspect of feeling at home. And it is also one of the most difficult. And one of the reasons that it's so difficult is because we live in a culture that is deeply, deeply oriented towards the external We are taught that when we wish to gather information, we should look outward rather than inward. And the sheer volume of information that we have access to only magnifies this impulse. Books, articles, podcasts, newsletters, social media, online courses, product reviews. An infinite stream of opinions and advice surrounds us everywhere that we go. And within that stream are the ones that we revere the most. The experts. Our culture is constantly reinforcing this idea of the importance of outside expertise at the expense of internal personal experience. And because of this, we make a habit of elevating experts' opinions above our own, of honoring the expert's perspective above our own. Now, of course, there is a value in seeking out other people's opinions and perspectives, It's not as if we, each of us, know everything that there is to know about life, of course. I often feel that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. But my point is, vis-a-vis this idea of coming home and vis-a-vis this idea of honoring ourselves, my point is I want us to recognize how often our first impulse is to look outside of ourselves for guidance to notice how often we will trust someone else's opinion or expertise over our own. And even though I am very aware of this tendency in myself to look outward, I still fall into it from time to time. So I'm currently in the process of transitioning one of my online courses, Reset, 
the one that I call a cosmic tune-up for your workday. I'm in the process of transitioning it from a course that I open and close at various times throughout the year to one that is quote-unquote evergreen, which basically means that students can take it whenever they want. In other words, the course is open all of the time. Now, as an entrepreneur, one of the challenges that you hear about for evergreen products is about creating urgency. If the product is available all of the time, what makes someone want to buy it right now as opposed to waiting until some indefinite time in the future, right? And the way that most people solve this problem is they create what's called a marketing funnel. And if you don't know what that is, basically a marketing funnel is a series of automated emails that are sent to a customer to increase the urgency to buy a product. You typically get someone to opt into the funnel by offering some sort of free giveaway, often a smaller version of the product that you're selling. So for an online course, it might be a free introductory lesson. Anyway, I'm thinking about how to transition this course I offer into a new format, and I'm thinking about how I'm going to market it. So knowing that marketing funnels are a thing, I start to go do some research on them to see how other people are designing them. And I go down this rabbit hole and I'm looking at all of these countdown timers that people use to create urgency. And I'm seeing them report, you know, things like this approach 10x to my revenue. And I'm just starting to feel kind of grossed out and honestly, a little bit dispirited because I do not relate to this funnel approach at all. This kind of aggressive, hard sell is really just not my style. I should add also that doing this kind of market research is pretty uncharacteristic for me. People ask me sometimes if I do market research before offering a course, you know, to see what else is out there and if the market is ready, if the audience is there. And I always say, no, I don't do it. Because for me, it's not about research. It's about a feeling. It's about having an intuitive sense that I'm creating something that people need that will be useful to them. And that's what I tune into. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I lost touch with when I dove into that marketing funnel research. I lost touch with my connection to doing things in a way that feels intuitively right to me, to doing things in a way that is in tune with my style with my beliefs, with my values, not the way that someone else would do it. Which, again, is not to say that there's anything wrong with doing market research or with looking at what other people are doing, but there's also an incredible power in tuning into yourself and asking, what's my idiosyncratic way of approaching this? How can I solve this problem in a way that is totally in alignment for me? And this is where we come back to home. As I said at the top, culturally, we are taught to primarily look outside of ourselves for advice and answers. We're taught to ask, how have other people done this? And then to take those approaches and map them onto ourselves. And that's okay. Often in order to get the hang of something, we start by mimicking something else. And gradually, little by little, we develop our own style. But one of the problems with looking outward, especially in the age of the internet, is that there are an infinite number of models. You can say, well, how did this person do it? And then how did this person do it? And then how did this person do it? And on and on forever. And you can really get lost in gazing outward and synthesizing what other people do. But that doesn't actually get you closer to understanding 
who you are and what would be your way of doing it. And I think that's what really matters because we all have our own beautiful idiosyncratic ways of approaching the world, of approaching our day, of approaching an individual task. And I think the project is to learn how to honor those idiosyncrasies, to learn how to honor your unique perspective and your skills and your life experience in the way that you move through the world, right? Humans are not like iPhones. There's not one individual operating system that works for all of us. We each have our own very quirky, weird, beautiful OS. As part of my process of discovering and kind of getting to know my own OS, I've been working with a really wonderful business coach for going on, I think, six years now. And one of the things that she often talks to me about are these three core ways of looking at the world and processing information and doing tasks. The three lenses are linear, systemic, and organic. So a linear-oriented person likes to do things step-by-step in order with a certain progression. And a systemic person likes to have, as you may guess, an overall system governing the way that they do things. It might not be linear, but there's some kind of larger design to how they go about doing things. And an organic person just does things spontaneously, improvisationally, and with a lot of variation. There's no rhyme or reason, and there's no apparent system. And that's my modality. I'm an organic creator. I don't like to have a whole schedule mapped out, and I hate having someone tell me what to do. I even hate having me tell me what to do. I do my tasks in no particular order and as the mood strikes me, and that's how I work best. From the outside, as my coach is often telling me, it looks to someone else like there is absolutely no method to my madness. And yet somehow, almost as if by magic, everything always comes together and a beautiful outcome emerges. But learning how to honor my own organic approach has been a challenging process, not least because the dominant orientation of the world around me, around us, is linear. If I look outside of myself, everywhere that I look, people are telling me to do things step by step in a straight line. And that's just not how I work. And if I tune into that advice and I try to work that way, I get stuck and I really start spinning my wheels because the linear approach is just not for me. You know, by the way, you remember those marketing funnels that I was talking about before that were really not resonating with me. Well, you know, literally nothing is more linear than a marketing funnel. So, you know, of course I wasn't vibing with that approach. This isn't to say that there's something wrong with a linear approach. It's just not the approach for me. It's just not the way that I work. And that's really powerful for me in particular to understand because our culture is so linearly driven. We are very into efficiency and progress and getting from point A to point B in the most expedient way in a straight line. And I have to be aware that that mindset does not work for me, which means that a whole huge chunk of advice that comes out of this culture is not going to work for me. 
I have to be aware that the default approach to doing something the way that most people do it is often likely to be something that is not going to work for me. And I'm still wrestling with how I deal with this. Of late, I'm really reckoning with the linearity of the dominant sales and content distribution models. So take podcasts, for instance. You'll no doubt have noticed that nearly everyone releases their podcast on a regimented linear schedule of twice a week or once a week. This podcast started out in 2017 as a weekly podcast, and then it went to every other week, and now I release it once a month, kind of, sort of, and I even chafe against that sometimes. I can actually only think of one person I know who releases their podcast on no schedule whatsoever. Similarly, membership communities, paid subscriptions, newsletters, etc., all tend to work within the same linear model of releasing content on a tightly regimented schedule. So it's a real question for me of how to stay aligned to and in integrity with my own working style when many of the predominant models for making a living from your writing don't really agree with my working style. That said, of course, I'll figure it out. I always do. But the reason why I'm laying all of this out is to emphasize just how easy it is to look outside of yourself for answers and that when you do, there's no guarantee, no guarantee at all, that you're going to get answers that are aligned with your unique idiosyncratic way of approaching the world. And I think that honoring that is such a fundamental part of coming home. Learning how to honor your body and to honor your rhythms and to honor your working style and your weird predilections and your instincts and your intuition and your wisdom. To recognize your own lived experience is as valuable, if not more valuable, than anyone else's expertise. And to realize that you are the expert on you. No one can ever claim to know more about your experience than you. Rather than looking outward, I think we need to learn how to honor the inward, especially for those of us who are currently navigating the dark depths of winter here in the Northern Hemisphere. Because the inward space is where our deepest knowing resides, waiting to be awakened, and it's also where the deepest transformation occurs. Transformation flows not from an outward reaching, but rather an inward turning, an inward listening, an inward looking, and an inward honoring. Like the caterpillar retreating into its cocoon and breaking itself down, literally, and reconstituting itself into the beautiful butterfly that will emerge. The transformation starts with the inward retreat and finishes with the cracking open into emergence. We spend so much time seeking outside of ourselves, but what about stopping to listen to ourselves, pausing to tune in, to be still, to receive whatever is emerging in the present moment? We think the answers are over there, when in fact, they're right here, within us. This is what the psychologist and therapist John Wellwood writes in his book, Toward a Psychology of Awakening. Buddhism, Psychotherapy, and the Path of Personal and Spiritual Transformation. 
And for a little bit more context, Wellwood is also the person who coined the now quite popular term spiritual bypassing. Here's what he writes. Whenever we work on ourselves with a particular outcome or fix in mind, or strive to get somewhere different from where we are, we cut ourselves off from the immediacy of being, which is the only true agent of healing and transformation that there is. We can access our being only through present experiencing, which is, therefore, the only place where real healing can happen. We can't get there to healing from here unless we are fully here where we are. And then he goes on a little bit later. When children are in pain, what they most want is this kind of presence, rather than band-aids or consolations. They want to know that we are really there with them and what they are going through. That's what our wounded places most need from us as well, just to be there with them. They don't need us to say, things are getting better every day. The full presence of our being is healing in and of itself. The full presence of our being is healing in and of itself. It is in undoing from doing. It is ceasing our relentless attempts to fix ourselves and simply relaxing into ourselves. It is allowing ourselves to feel at home right here, right now. It is honoring whatever you need in this moment, right here, right now. And it is a constant practice. If you're someone who's interested in leaning into this practice more, I would love to share that, as of today, I am reopening my Hi-Fi course for registration for the first time in three years. Hi-Fi is an immersive six-week course about coming back into the body tuning into the wisdom of the heart, and learning to honor your intuition. The course will unfold through a series of live talks, integration sessions, journal exercises, and rituals. As we progress through the content, we'll be focusing on learning how to tune into ourselves on four different levels. Your body, your mind, your space, and your values. We'll begin by working with the physical body. You'll learn how to come back into your body and ground in the present moment to release anxiety. Anxiety, by the way, being a natural byproduct of having that external focus that I was talking about earlier. We'll explore how you can invite embodied rituals into your daily routine and how you can communicate with your body's energy system to align with your intentions. Then we'll move up to the level of the mind addressing how you can reboot your habits around toxic self-talk and adjust your productivity mindset to create a supportive and gentle mental environment that's open to intuition and creativity. From there, we'll expand out from the body and the mind to discuss your environment and how you can create a home and a workspace that feels like a sanctuary, one that supports creative flow and spiritual expansion. And finally, we'll expand out even further into a conversation about values, rediscovering your most deeply held beliefs and discussing how you can embody them moving forward to define a new normal that feels integrated and aligned with your highest purpose. As we slowly move into a new year, 
faced with a world of challenges and a world of possibilities. I think we are all yearning for the ability to act from a place of grounded trust, to feel that we're making decisions from a place of alignment rather than anxiety. Cultivating that ability is what HiFi is all about. It's about developing greater trust and confidence in your intuition so that you can make important decisions from a place of calm conviction. It's about nourishing your connection to source and to spirit so that you can access clear information and inspiration from your highest self. And it's about acknowledging and exploring a space beyond the intellectual so that you can reconnect to the deep wisdom that lives in your body. In short, it's about coming home to yourself. Registration is open now through next Friday, January 27th at hifi-course.com. That's H-I-F-I-course.com. The six-week course itself will begin with an orientation on Sunday, January 29th, and it will run through March 11th. Please note that all talks and other gatherings will be recorded and made available for replay as both a video and a podcast. So if you have to miss any of the dates, you don't have to miss out on the content. This is likely to be the only time I will offer this course live again, and I can tell you that it was a truly magical experience the last time that I offered it. In fact, the day that I decided to reopen HiFi, I got an email unprompted from a past participant about how the ideas that she had absorbed in HiFi were still positively impacting her life years later. Honestly, those are the type of unexpected email messages that I really live for. So if going on a six-week journey into the heart space and reconnecting with your intuition sounds like something that you need, I do hope that you can join me. Registration is open now on the HiFi website at HiFi-Course. Once again, that's hifi-course.com. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you are easing into 2023 with as much slowness and grace as you can muster. 